0: All right, Krishna, everyone, this is Achyuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology. Today is Bhakti Wednesday. So we are going to be taking a look at a couple of passages from a book I've been reading called The Spiritual Life and How to Be Attuned to It by Saint Theophan the Recluse. Um, I just heard about this from a friend, this book, and um, it's amazing. I'll just—it It is just absolutely amazing. Saint Theophan the Recluse, possessing a rare degree of patristic scholarship combined with a thorough understanding of the soul of his native Russia and of contemporary people in general, was enabled to carve out a genuine understanding of spirituality for modern people. So this is just a little excerpt from the preface or the uh, cover of the book, but um, I have really been enjoying it. I mean, it's kind of like I'm filtering through the I think sort of the Catholic lens, but I find that a lot of it is deeply applicable to my own path um, as someone who is uh, practicing bhakti yoga. So I want to talk about two passages in particular and just offer some reflections on them. And today I really want to, we're we're really focusing on this idea that our spiritual practice should be giving us insight into the nature of our own heart, uh, the inclinations of our own heart and soul. And that by becoming more aware of those inclinations that we have or the disposition of our own heart, um, it's only by becoming aware of them that we can change them to become more humble or merciful or kind or peaceful or to have a better sense of humor or to be more of a team player. Well, all of the things that we want that bring us happiness, all the good divine qualities that are a part of uh, a life lived trying to draw ourselves closer to source. Those things, um, that that's that's all of what we're trying to do by means of studying or practicing bhakti yoga or any kind of spiritual activity from the bhakti standpoint is geared at trying to uh, come closer to those things because those things also bring us happiness. We're The closer we are in touch with those things, the more we are embodying and developing those qualities within ourselves, the happier we feel because the closer we are to God. Okay, so in this um, passage, <clears throat> here is um, here's what he says. This is He's talking about the process of coming to understand one's own heart and coming to study oneself and understand one's own nature. The first thing to do is to go inside yourself. Earthly matters and cares and unrestrained wanderings of thought all over the place do not allow us to go inside ourselves and to study ourselves. Therefore, the faster to the extent possible during the time of the fast shuts off his cares and instead of going about his usual business, stays at home. This cutting off of cares is a matter of extreme importance. He who does not do so will certainly spend the fast haphazardly. You too must cut off your cares. No matter how few these cares are, they do exist and distract us. Lay aside all of your cares. So he's talking now about fasting. We don't need to take I don't think we need to talk you know literally fast but fasting is just something that's being done as a way of emptying ourselves putting ourselves in a position to be receptive or reflective so that we can understand ourselves connect with the divine so but either way i find it interesting that preceding what he has to say about the disposition of the heart and how to get in touch with the disposition of our own hearts he says first you have to go inside and you have to sort of set aside all cares and to-do lists and everything like that. I don't know one tradition, Buddhism, uh, yo- the yoga y- yogis, contemplative Christians, the Quakers I hang out with on Wednesday nights. Everyone starts with getting quiet, like getting into a place where you can just bracket off, you can bracket that space and time off and I'll get to everything else later. Starts there. That's very important. A lot of times people, you know, they like spiritual sentiments and I do too, but there's a big difference between saying I'm attracted to spiritual things and I'm actually doing spiritual things that I'm attracted to. And I, to me, there's like, there's no way of, you know, when I look at my own life, there's just the access that I have to the healing power of mantra meditation It's not there if I don't actually sit down and do mantra meditation. Um, So any of these things that we want to benefit from spiritually only happen when we sort of first set aside time and get deliberate about it. To me, it has to be every day. But even as a starting point, at least it has to be more days in the week than not. Like four out of your seven days, you, you know, taking five minutes to just sit and listen, even if it's just five minutes, you know. People always say that even if it's just two minutes, you know, I would think the more you know, the more time, the better, but you know, you got to start somewhere and just making it a priority, even if, okay, maybe it's just one day a week. Fine. You can build off from that. But isn't it funny that he says, begin the first thing in this process of getting in touch with your own heart is to let go temporarily of earthly matters and cares and unrestrained wandering of thoughts all over the place. Cutting off of cares for a time is a matter of extreme importance. No matter how few these cares are, they do exist and distract us. Then he says to continue, the second aspect of life is the disposition or the mood and inclination of the heart. Actions do not provide full knowledge of the self. It is necessary to look more deeply into oneself and to examine what your heart is like, paying more attention to this than to actions. Suppose a person who is normally kind-hearted happens to behave stubbornly on a single occasion. Say he fails to help somebody. Then you encounter another person who behaves in the same way, not just by chance, but because he's stingy by nature. On the surface, both actions are identical, but going by the inner disposition of the actors, there is a big difference between them. Acts are actions isolated in time and in place, while dispositions signify permanent inclinations of the heart by which the character and way of life of a person are defined and from which come all their greatest desires and the direction for their acts the good dispositions are called virtues while the worst are called vices depraved inclinations or passions he goes on to describe you know the best virtues of the heart from the christian uh framework which is interesting um but i think it's it's like they're like perennial flowers people who who makes you feel the best when you're around someone who's good hearted like really, you can just feel it can't you They're just a good-hearted person. Does that make you think that they're perfect? No, but you trust them very quickly because you can just feel this person cares. They're not overestimating their own self-worth compared to everybody else. They're humble. They're trying to do the right thing. They're patient. They're merciful. They have a good sense of humor. They laugh. They reassure. They want to harmonize with others. They are able to say the things they think and feel, but not in a way that is off-putting or domineering. That's good-heartedness. We know it. It's not, it doesn't require a dissertation to, to describe good-heartedness. It's just good-hearted people make you feel good when you're around them like the sun is shining on you. Why do we do all of the spiritual practices? Because there's something wrong with us? No. But most of us, it takes a little work to develop good heartedness. Like we have some good qualities, you know, and we we're not like, it's not like the goal is to be good, not bad or something like that. And you get into that, then it becomes like a lot of guilt and shame surrounding the whole thing. But the truth is that the more every day that I, I've been doing daily mantra meditation since 2017 daily. And in those, you always see that's five years now of daily mantra meditation, about 90 minutes plus a day, plus reading of Shastras, creating this content and stuff like that. And I'm not looking for a medal or anything like that. But what I, what have I, what have I noticed? The benefit is I have become a better person. I, like I, I guess I'm the only one who really knows that, you know, but my wife would testify to that. I think my kids would, maybe they're not quite old enough to be able to like, I've become a better dad. I've become a better husband. I've become a better, nicer astrologer. I think I've become a better, kinder teacher of astrology. I've become more devoted to things, everything in my life, because I take, I say, okay, today starts. The, the beginning is for me to set time aside to get quiet and to listen and to go within. And because I do that, then when I go within I start to reflect upon oftentimes recent actions and I'm able to see what was the motivation or intention behind that action. Was it coming from a place of selfishness, even though it looked good? Or was it um, coming from a good place, even though it came out not so right? You see what I mean? We How can we uh, really become good-hearted unless we have time to reflect? upon our actions and really understand what's behind them most of the time if we don't give ourselves the space to do that we'll say well we'll constantly defend our actions because we feel overwhelmed and you know there's some part of us that's trying so we just defend everything and then that that defensiveness doesn't allow for growth you know or you know, we'll, we'll start feeling terrible about ourselves. We'll start beating up on ourselves and think everything's wrong. And, you know, maybe everything isn't wrong. Maybe we just aren't taking the time to reflect deeply on what we're doing and where we're coming from and get to know the inclination of our own heart. It's kind of like when you're a kid, there's so much space between acts and thoughts and feelings and and they interact and speak to each other. So even. we lose that kind of childhood childlike quality so how do you get it back you take time and you get to know the heart so uh there's lots of ways of doing that one of the ways mantra meditation i that's my everyday. but also um you know on wednesday nights i've been going hanging out with the quakers just getting quiet for an hour i love by by the way like the Hanging out with the Quakers has been like a mind blowingly positive thing for me to add into the mix of my bhakti yoga practice. If you guys are ever curious to know more about the Quakers, there's a really good book. Uh, let me just pull it up because I think it's just really interesting, especially if you have um, a Christian background. <clears throat> so, this is by Rex Ambler and it's called The Quaker Way. I'm going to share it on the screen so you can see it. Oops. What I have to do is bring it over to my other screen. All right, there we go. So it's called the Quaker Way. And for those of you who have a Christian background, but maybe have walked away from it since, um, if you have a local Quaker meeting, I would highly recommend it because Quakers really are very open to whatever beliefs people may come in with or not. They're not out to convert you into anything. And the worship is basically, it's literally just walk in and sit down for an hour of silence. And sometimes during the silence, people share insights that naturally come to them during that prayerful quiet. And I find the insights that people share to be universal, beautiful, deep, um, and I'm always thankful for the experience. And for a lot of people, that might be something you could get involved with that would be a good fit. Bhakti Yoga, <clears throat> of course, is my jam. But I, to me, like God is God is God. We're, you know, many, there's many different paths to walk to get home, <laughs> you know, to to get home to the heart. So at any rate, I hope you find if you wanted to see this book that I use today, it's called uh, The Spiritual Life and How to Be Attuned by It by Saint Theophan the Recluse. Um, thanks to my friend Tom for recommending this one to me. I've been really enjoying it. Um, and I hope you guys will too. So that's what I have for today. Happy Bhakti Wednesday. I hope you guys are having a good week and we will see you again next week. I have a special guest that's going to be with me next week, I believe. So, uh, stay tuned for that. All right. Hare Krishna.